thanks for joining us for this installment of California's Employment News, Weintraub Tobin's informative video series. My name is Shauna Correa, and I'm a shareholder in the Labor and Employment Group, and I'm joined here today with my colleague, Rachel Davey. This is part one of a three-part series on compliant wage statements in California. These may seem straightforward, but employers who make mistakes may find themselves facing PAGA or class action lawsuits for non-compliant wage statements and other penalties and attorney's fees. So our goal for this series is to help employers avoid the kind of mistakes that make them easy targets. Uh, Rachel, why don't you lead us off by talking about the basic wage statement requirements? Sure. Currently, the California Labor Code requires employers to provide accurate itemized wage statements that show nine things, gross wages earned, total hours worked, applicable piece rate and piece rates earned, all deductions, net wages, the inclusive dates of the pay period, the name of the employee and last four digits of their social security number or an employee ID, the name and address of the employer, and all applicable hourly rates. One thing that's not in the list under Labor Code Section 226 is the requirement to provide notice of paid sick leave balances. Shauna, don't employers have to give written notice to employees? Yes, so under the California State Paid Sick Leave Law, employers have to provide every pay period a written notice to the employees of the amount of available paid sick leave for that employee for that pay period. And that can be either listed on the wage statement or it could be in a separate writing that's provided at the same time as the payment of wages. So it could be attached to the wage statement. On top of that, some local city paid sick leave ordinances like West Hollywood's new paid and unpaid leave law may require that employers also track the additional city required leaves um, available to that employee. So additionally or separate accruals. And then of course, right now, while the COVID supplemental paid sick leave laws are still in effect, employers have to track and give employees notice of how much supplemental paid sick leave they used for COVID during that pay period. So there are potentially two or three buckets of paid sick leave depending on where the employer and employee are located. So my recommendation is employers work with their payroll providers to either figure out how to list all of these balances on the wage statements or provide a separate attachment to the pay stub. We hope this has been helpful and please tune in to our next segment where we will talk about how to account for premium pay on wage statements. That's about all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us on this episode of California Employment News. Please check out our website, the LELawblog.com, where you can access our blog and you can find the next installment of this series and other California employment news topics.